This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together we are presented by Progressive Insurance and the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. You had a busy weekend. By the way, for those who don't know, Harry Douglas does a great job part of college game day before everything gets started on Saturdays. And then he flew from nearby Athens, Georgia, all the way across the country to do Washington Commanders in Seattle versus the Seahawks. And yet here you are, bright eyed and ready to go, <laughs> which is magnificent and frightening at the same time. Yeah, man, I had a good time. I was able to you know, do the game yesterday with Roxy Bernstein and yeah. Owen Murphy. He mm-hmm. was our producer. Oh, we yeah. had a good old time yesterday out there in Seattle. They actually won the game. The midway through the third quarter, fourth quarter was right. unbelievable. Right. You talk about back and forth between the two teams, and mm-hmm. we ended up with a thr- thriller at the end of the day. Right. And I would say this, though, Freddie, I am so in love with my kids, though. Okay. I, I got as you should knife. be as a dad. I got on the 9.45 p.m. flight. Right. So I landed. We was an hour delayed. So I landed about 7. Okay. I left my luggage at the airport so I can hurry up and get home. Okay. I didn't want to wait on it so I can make my kids lunches and then also take them to school. And we had some great conversations on, this on the way to school, man. So where's your my luggage, ne- my, where's your my luggage now? My lives with me, too. So yeah. having conversations with him before I dropped him off at high school. Okay. So where's your luggage now? It's still at the airport. Somebody I know worked for Delta. They held it for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So. You, that's a lot of faith and a lot of trust. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know if it was something important in there, I wasn't going to leave it. Uh, about, yeah. Not, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that and cleared that up as far as that goes. Wow. I'm glad you had a good weekend. Everybody out there had a good weekend. Let's kick off your week the right way. Be a part of Freddie Harry Nation or Dr. Pepper calling line. Who put up or shut up in the NFL on Sunday? Pick one team. One player, one coach. We called it put up or shut up this past weekend in the National Football League. We want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. That's triple H say ESPN. Who put up or shut up this weekend in the NFL? By the way, Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and also Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season. All the delicious taste when ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So while we hear from you about who put up or shut up in the NFL this weekend, we always put up and shut up when it comes to... The main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The main thing. The main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Harry, this is always the beauty about the National Football League. Seven days ago, what was the conversation? Man, that Baltimore Ravens team, whoo, that team looks like the best team, not just in the AFC, but in the National Football League. Man, that Cleveland Browns team, the last time these two played each other, Cleveland got taken apart 20-3. Man, oh man, those poor Cleveland Browns, they may look out there and say, oh my goodness, there's Lamar Jackson. Look at that defense. Look at that size. And all of a sudden, seven days later, we're having a different conversation. After the Ravens blew another lead in the second half, losing 33-31 to to Cleveland yesterday. Yeah, this game right here was unbelievable. It was one to watch. If you missed it, make sure you go back and watch it because it was that doggone good. You talk about two quarterbacks who faced off to each uh, with each other back, I think it was 2016. Uh, Louisville, Clemson, they had a thriller. Mm-hmm. I thought yesterday was another thriller. Uh, both of these guys had their mistakes in this football game. Both of these guys had their uh, unbelievable plays in this game as well. Well, at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson and company, they got the football last with four minutes and 55 seconds left to go in the game, people. Yeah. And if I was to say that, 
And they're going against that Baltimore Ravens defense that we've seen up until yesterday look mm-hmm. like the best defense in the National Football League. I would have mm-hmm. told you Lamar Jackson and company would have got that football back right. and they would have stopped him. Right. But no, Deshaun Watson and company, they found ways after having negative plays on that last drive. Uh-huh. They still found a way to get it done. And Baltimore never touched the ball again, Freddie. Yeah. By the way, check out John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, the Ravens head coach and quarterback respectively. Check out how they answer the question, what happened to you guys? Not just having a 24-9 lead at halftime, but a 14-point lead at home in the fourth quarter, and you couldn't finish the job. You wrote 14 in the fourth quarter. What was the difference, do you think, in this game? Well, I mean, you saw the fourth quarter, you know, seen the plays that were made. You know, the plays that were made, and we weren't able to finish it. Offensively, the one drive late in the fourth quarter there where we had to punt, and then uh, not getting them stopped in the turnover, so... That's, that's it. Plays that are made in the, in the game. your mind was the reason that you guys weren't unable to finish this football? Uh, that pick six, um, the tip ball, um, that's unfortunate. Um, that pick six, you just got to finish the game. We, like you said, we are 14 points. You just got to finish like we've been doing. I didn't think I was going to put Baltimore Ravens in a category that they had to put up or shut up, but maybe now they have to when it comes to that. That's concerning to me. The third time this year, They've had a double-digit lead in the second half and could not put away a team. It happened versus Indianapolis Colts. They lost that game in overtime. It happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. They lost that game. And it happened yesterday. And I said to myself, this team should have learned their lesson. I thought that team had learned their lesson. And that's not the slight Cleveland. Give Cleveland a lot of credit, Harry. They were able to stay in that fight. They didn't shy away. They didn't. You mentioned before we got started, they didn't go away from their game plan and say, we're going to run the football. We're going to find a way to win this game. But if I'm a Ravens fan... As good as your team is, as better as they supposed to be in the fourth quarter, that's a concern. They had a chance to put up, and the Cleveland Browns made them shut up by calling it a comeback in the second half. Well, I would say it's just not a 2023 thing. That was kind of their MO a season ago as well, right? They they were up in certain games, and they allowed opponents to come back and win games, and they couldn't finish, right? That was before Lamar Jackson actually got hurt. So that's two years in a row that they – had this bad smell, I should say, amongst their football team when you have a double-digit lead and have an opportunity to put your opponent away. Now, when I talk about some crazy stuff happened in this game, some crazy stuff happened in this game, no Freddie, doubt. from the second no play of the game and, you know, Kyle Hamilton tipping the ball to himself and scoring a touchdown to Lamar Jackson in the fourth quarter, throwing a ball, trying to throw the ball out to the flat, and it gets tipped in return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think the thing that I was more impressed with was, number one, the Baltimore Ravens, and, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns in their defense, but offensively, Kevin Stefanski, no matter how many points they were down, right. they stuck with their offense. No doubt. They didn't go hell and haywire and say, you know what, we need to throw the football all, all over the place because we're down. They didn't panic. No, they continued to run their offense. They ran the football very effectively. Jerome Ford was amazing yesterday. 17 carries for 107 yards. Amari Cooper, when he needed to make mm-hmm. plays, he did. David Njoku, how many times did he catch a ball that was five yards or less and took it a long ways for 10-plus yards? Right. Those things are valuable. Elijah Moore with a huge touchdown catch in the game. And then Miles Garrett being Miles Garrett. Ooh. But I look at the time of uh, a possession, and normally when we talk about a Baltimore Ravens team, they're leading by nine-plus minutes in the time of possession. No, that went towards the Cleveland Browns, 34-15 to Baltimore's 25-45. So that lets you know who actually was in control of the football game the entire match, even though early on Cleveland didn't have the points to back it up. 
You're going to hear what Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Browns quarterback, had to say about his team's comeback here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas over here. Freddie Coleman over there. Let's hear from you at 888-729-3776. We call Sunday, meaning yesterday, put up or shut up in the National Football League. It's time to hear from you at 888-729-3776. Who put up or who shut up? John in South Carolina, where do you stand, my friend? Well, I'm piling on, man. I'm originally from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns put up, and Deshaun Watson, at least in the second half, I've been calling in talking about if he got back to 80 90% of what he used to be when he had 110 quarterback rating. Right. Well, if he can keep on pulling on, they're going to go ahead and they'll be a force to be reckoned with. And that's all I had to say. You, I didn't know you were going to start really beating up, not beating up the Ravens, but I'm praising <laughs> the Browns as much as beating up the Ravens. And the defense, yeah. that – that contained defense that they kind of, there's a name for it. I don't know what it is, but they played a kind of contained defense, keeping Lamar more in the pocket. And I think that really helped a lot too. Hey, I'll listen after the fact. Thanks for your time. Great stuff, John. Well, Appreciate let me it. say this first about that defense, right? The last three drives of the first half, I think were very telling on that Cleveland Browns defense. Mm-hmm. They forced a punt. They blocked a field goal, right? They didn't get points there, the Baltimore Ravens. And then uh, Cleveland went down and scored points right. after they blocked that punt. And then that interception that Lamar Jackson had trying to throw the ball to Rashard Bateman, trying to back shoulder the ball when he was on top of a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Those last three defensive uh, possessions mm-hmm. was solid by the Cleveland Browns. And I thought it was imperative on them actually having a comeback after halftime yeah. was over with. I will say Deshaun Watson did a great job and he didn't have outstanding numbers Mm -hmm. rushing wise but I think he maneuvered the pocket so well yesterday uh extending plays giving his wide receivers and tight ends an opportunity but also picking up first downs with his legs but then when he did need to make the throws it was early on in that game when they went down and it was a third and 10 situation he threw a nice ball and Elijah Moore ran a hell of a route and they went down and kicked the field goal you didn't panic right you stayed the course that's what I I was most impressed with when it came to the Cleveland Browns to me it felt like Deshaun Watson fish returned to the National Football League that's what it looked like to me yesterday. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't mind-blowing. It wasn't earth-shaking. But when they needed him to make a play, and he did with his arm, and I know that shoulder's still compromised. I give him a lot of credit for being out there. He did it with his legs. He did it with his head. And he did it with his will. It seemed like it was a return to the NFL. I'm not going to say, I don't know what the Deshaun Watson is going to look like the rest of the season. But if we start to see that Sean Watts looks anywhere near what we saw him with the Houston Texans at the end of his career when it comes to being there, then also we can look back to yesterday and say that's when he officially returned to the National Football League. And don't think for one second that he didn't know that either. Uh, we got to take this, especially the second half, the momentum that we, you know, capitalized on, the energy that we had in the second half, and um, take it to tomorrow. Um, when we watch the tape, correct those uh, mistakes that we had. Um, you know, very self-inflicted mistakes. Put that to bed and get ready for Pittsburgh next week. And uh, we got to continue to just channel all the energy, channel all this high power that we have right now to, you know, keep pushing forward and try to get better. He sounds like he's ready to lead based on that. Not saying he wasn't doing it before, but it sounds like he's ready to lead this team now. Now the team looks at him and says, yep, that's the guy we knew. That's the guy that we've been waiting for. Deshaun Watson probably looked in the mirror and said, that's the guy I've been waiting for too. Yep. I've been waiting to do this. Yes, it to me, Harry, felt like Deshaun Watson finally returned to the National Football League. Freddie, it was so exciting. Like, it, 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 like after Baltimore – both teams came out of halftime, right? Baltimore got the football. They went down and scored a touchdown and made it 24-9. to The Cleveland Browns went on a 17-play, 
75-yard, 10-minute drive. Mm. And it was a sprinkle of everything. Amari Cooper, David Njoku, uh, Harrison Bryant on a fourth and one quarterback sneak, uh, Deshaun Watson leading that offense. It was a lot of different components to that drive that really, really, really had me sold. Right. And both me and you said this before the season that if the Cleveland Browns can get a 70, 75% of what Deshaun Watson was with mm-hmm. the Houston Texans, sure. that the Cleveland Browns would be okay. And right. a lot of people laughed at us. A lot of people told us we were wrong Absolutely. because they were more so looking at the $230 million guarantee versus what was – you know, in the direction of Deshaun Watson in this year after only playing six games a year ago, right? Yeah. So so I think right now at the moment, you see the steps that he's taking, and if towards the end of the year he can get even more closer to that, this Cleveland Browns team is going to be scary because that defense is no joke. They lead the NFL in yards per game giving up. They're not even giving up 248 yards per game. In modern football, that is astounding what the Browns defense has been able to do. John in Florida wants to weigh in on who had to put up or shut up this weekend in the NFL, part of the Dr. Pepper calling line on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Big John, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, my thing is for the shut up with uh, – or with Lamar Jackson, like all last week, we're talking about how um, Lamar Jackson is this MVP candidate. What is he doing? What has he done? I mean, really, if you look at his statistics, you look at his numbers, he's nothing more than like a game manager at this point. So, like, and after this Sunday, I really didn't see anything that could make him an MVP candidate. I mean, the numbers are just not there, and I'm really not blown away. I think he's worth every penny that he got. He's a great quarterback. But where was all this MVP talk coming from? With Based on what he's doing, you can compare him to someone like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy would be an MVP candidate. So just want to get you guys' thoughts. I've been listening up and down ESPN radio about everyone saying Lamar Jackson's an MVP candidate, and I just don't see it. Well, here, here's the thing what I would tell you. There's some people – that numbers won't always tell you their value within their football team. And I think Lamar Jackson is one of those guys because I'm always of the mindset, as long as Lamar Jackson is healthy for the Baltimore Ravens, they have an opportunity to contend for a Super Bowl. Not contend for the ASC North, not make the playoffs. They have an opportunity to contend for a Super Bowl. And it's the – dynamics of Lamar Jackson that makes it so hard for an opposing team defense, that makes it hard for a defensive coordinator trying to game plan for a lot of the things that he brings with his skill set. So I think that's one of the things I, I, I believe that a lot of people were looking at. But I would say this, this game yesterday, and y'all know how much I love Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. He's a Louisville alum. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to point out some of the things that I did not see very good with Lamar Jackson yesterday because he had a pass to Keaton Mitchell who – if I'm Todd Munkin, do whatever you can to get that young man to football because he's now the bright star, young bright star for this offense, Right, the running back. Right. He left a ball short that he beat a linebacker on toward yep. the end zone. Mm-hmm. He left that one short. He had a third and seven, missed a wide open Zay Flowers for a touchdown. Sure. That Baltimore only got a field goal off of that drive. Mm-hmm. And then he had the interception when he underthrew Rashad Bateman when Rashad Bateman had beat his corner uh, down the football field, and that interception really hurt them. And then lastly, that interception, that tip ball, listen, that's a freakish play. 
So, I mean, I know that interception goes on Lamar Jackson. Right. But that's just like the play with Deshaun Watson had, and Kyle Hamilton tipped that to himself and ran it in the end zone. I'm not blaming that on Deshaun Watson. That's just a hell of a play by a good defender. Before yesterday's game, which he threw a touchdown, two interceptions, in the last four games, they had not scored less than 24 points, and he had six touchdown passes to one interception, and he was making plays all over the field. I know John is looking for the spectacular. This is just me spitballing with John in South Carolina and John in Florida had to say. But there are plenty of times when that play had to be made. Lamar Jackson made that play before yesterday. But also this, give credit to the Cleveland Browns defense. Yep. When they were able to make some adjustments to say, you know what? We're going to put everything on you and try to see if you can make those plays against our great defense if the running game is not going to be there to help you. Sam Pierce, one of our guys behind the scenes, says, this is not the same Baltimore Ravens run defense and running game. And that's a big reason why we've seen in the last year, this was the seventh loss for the Baltimore Ravens at the leading in the fourth quarter. That's tied to Indianapolis Colts for the most in the NFL over that span. Second largest blown fourth quarter lead in John Harbaugh's 16 years as coach. Anytime in the past they got leads like this, they would stop you from running the football and they would run it down your throat. It's not the same. Lamar Jackson helps that running game maybe more than they want to admit or maybe more than they want to have happen. But I also thought Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, when he was on first take, he said, you can be concerned about Lamar Jackson, say the stats aren't matching up, but... I'm way more concerned about their defense than I am Lamar's performance. Lamar scored 24 versus a really good defense. By the way, two more drops. One which is a huge fourth quarter drop. I said this last week against Baltimore's defense. They're really good. They haven't played a dude at quarterback. And, I'm, and Deshaun wasn't a dude yesterday. He made some play with his legs and athletically. Yeah. But to have a 14-point fourth-quarter lead and not have a closer on their defense is way more of the conversation than is Lamar's performance concerning. It's very easy to make numbers dance when you want to have something for an agenda or something in your favor. But to Dan's point, a couple of those drops, those drives got suspended. Those drives got stopped. You make those catches when the, when the quarterback put it on your number. When the quarterback put it on your face mask. The last drop. Exactly. Now the slants continue. A Rashad slant. Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Dropped the slant. Who has had drop issues. As talented as he is, he has had drop issues. Not making excuses for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you got to be better. We have a 24-9 lead. But you can take that paintbrush and paint all over the place. Defense had to be better. Running game had to be better. You got to make plays against a, a team that's talented as Cleveland on the defensive side. Those numbers can dance any way you want in terms of I don't see it. Might want to pay attention a little bit more to see exactly what kind of plays he's making and other guys who have not been able to make those kind of plays. Go back to the Pittsburgh game. He had two drops in that game in which they could have run away and hit from Pittsburgh. Oh, they had, the, yeah. No, they had like five or six in that one. I'm, I'm talking the three, first, three, I'm talking three the first of them half. For t- three of them for touchdowns. Yeah, and two of them in the first half. Yep. You get two of those in the first half, now it's 24 nothing, and now 10 nothing at halftime, and now Pittsburgh will have a chance to win that ball game. That's what I'm saying, that numbers, can you can make them dance any way you want. It doesn't tell the full tale of a guy's success or a guy not having success. And, Freddie, that's why when we started this conversation, one of the first things I brought up is that Cleveland got the ball back with four minutes and 55 seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. In the Baltimore Ravens defense, which I thought were, if not one, at least two in the National Football League behind the Cleveland Browns, right? They could not get off the football field. Because they 20, never, yeah, they've they never seen the ball again. Because they're 29th in rushing defense. They're number two in score, and number one in points against. But they're 29th in points against in the fourth quarter. And they're 29th in rushing defense. You can run in the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. And the Browns were able to do that. Keep weighing in. Who had to put up or shut up 
And did they do that to your liking one way or the other? We keep taking your calls on Freddie and Harry at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Who put up or shut up this weekend in the National Football League? 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, who said that Michigan, Michigan football, is now America's team? Excuse me. And why they probably need to shut up about that. We'll get to that after my man Harry has this from Vivid Seats. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year? What are you waiting for, folks? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play, live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, Vivid Seats rewards. You earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of VSBN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. On this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, he is Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Keep weighing in when it comes to put up or shut up weekend in the NFL. Who did what? In terms of put up or shut up, we take your calls on the Dr. Pepper call on the line at 888-729-3776. That's 888-729-3776. Oh, Michigan football. Uh-oh. Before we get to the preacher's lament that happened after they beat Penn State, so you can hear Harry Douglas and Devin King, our producers, just laugh out loud at the expense of the interim head coach of Michigan. The guy that was not on the sidelines on Saturday because he's been suspended for the final three regular season games by the Big Ten was Jim Harbaugh. He had a chance to speak on all of that at a press conference earlier today, and he had the absolute audacity to invoke America's team is now residing in Ann Arbor, Michigan with the Wolverines. The perseverance, you know, and then the just the stalwartness of these guys. I mean, yeah, watching, I would have to say, I mean, everybody, it's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America loves a team that beats the odds, beats the adversity, overcomes what the naysayers and critics, so-called experts, think. That's my favorite kind of team. Yeah, 
watching it from that view on the television, like, it was finally people get to see what I see every day, you know, in these players and these coaches. Harry, I just can't take the floor. I, I, I just can't. I really can't. Yeah, he took it to the extreme with that one. Um, a lot of the things that are coming upon the Michigan Wolverines right now is because of the own doings of someone within the Michigan program. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, though, um, on the field-wise, what that what those young men show versus Penn State – because all the things that they had to deal with, the noise, right? Learning on the plane that your coach is not going to be with you. Then you have to go out there. They only threw eight passes the entire game. Didn't throw not one, Freddie. In the second half, yeah. In the second half yeah. and was able to win that game. So the mental toughness and physical toughness of the Michigan Wolverines as a football team is outstanding. And I love to see people be able to win in all type of situations. But – uh huh. You can't sit there if you're Michigan and play victim. Thank you. Thank you. It just makes absolutely no sense that you're Michigan football. You have your head coach, and I'll give them this. I love the loyalty. They will follow Jim Harbaugh to the edges of the earth. Who has it better than us? Nobody. That's a (laughs) mantra, mantra for Michigan football. I understand it. You can miss me that whole thing. The adversity that your team had to deal with was because somebody connected your program. And as far as I'm concerned, we still don't know exactly if this was a rogue situation or you as a coach or your coaching staff told this person to go do that when it comes to Connor Stallions. Hopefully an investigation will find out one way or the other. Maybe Connor just starts snitching on people. I have no idea. But please, I know, but please, please, you are Michigan football. You got guys that are going to be in the NFL next year. You got four- and five-star guys littering your roster. You had a willing participant in this adverse situation when it comes to Penn State, who apparently does not realize that you can have the forward pass in 21st century football and try to win a football (laughs) game. So please, don't give me the whole adverse situation that we overcome the noise. The reason you had to overcome it, Jim Harbaugh, is because your football program put those kids in that situation where they can have that blind loyalty to you and overcome adversity, even though you were a favorite in a game against Penn State on the road. Yeah, I I would also say this, though. Um, I am glad that they didn't punish these young kings from being able to contend and compete. For number one, a Big Ten championship, and number two, to be able to play in the college football playoffs. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you look at a guy like Jim Harbaugh, Michigan – not just football, but Michigan, period. The brand is worldwide regardless, right? When you look at Coach Bo, who's been phenomenal there, Lord Carr, when he was there, you look at the Fab Five and what they've been able to do and Michigan losing to the University of Louisville in the NCAA championship here in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, I had to throw it out there. I had to. I'm surprised it took that long. (laughs) (laughs) But but the moral of the story is like Michigan, people are going to look at Michigan, Mm -hmm. whether they like you or not, in whatever lens they want to look at you in. Whether you think that you're America team, America's team or not, people mm. are still going to view view you the way they want to view you. Absolutely, that's one of the things we can't control. We can't control people's opinions. So I think when you get to a sunken place, in my opinion, is when you allow what other people think and other people's opinions about you bother you. Well, we know that it's not bother Jim Harbaugh. The more you have an opinion on him, 
the more it emboldens him, and he passes that message to his football team. And speaking of messages, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Series X and Channel 80. Sharon Moore, the interim head coach. Oh, Lord. Here we go. I'm sure plenty of you had to see the video after they beat Penn State, and he was crying. They used the old line from Steve Harvey. He was crying like Dennis Robin on Oprah. He was letting those tears flow after beating Penn State, saying, and I'll let Harry take I'll let Harry take it from here in terms of what went through Harry Douglas's mind when he saw Sharon Moore crying like that after the game and it reminded you of LeBron James? Yeah, it did. Like you remember when LeBron won his first championship um uh-huh. when he came back to Cleveland, right? Yep. And he was like, Cleveland, this one's for you. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm listening to Coach Moore. First of all, I'm watching that interview. I'm I'm saying to myself, why in the hell is he crying? <laughs> the hell he crying for? And then it <laughs> did then he goes on, uh-huh. I love you, man. I love you, man. And it's like, don't talk to me. Talk to them. And he walks off. And I'm like, bro, are you performing right now? I don't I don't know. I didn't know if it was real or if he was performing. <laughs> it, threw, it threw me off guard. Sharon Moore sounded like the guy the last night of Revival during the week in the summer where all the four preachers were really good and you got to try to top everybody. That's Boy, what he this, sounded Freddy. like. But tell me you're not trying to get that job if Jim Harbaugh leaves well, sure. without telling me you're trying to get that job. Well, My sure. goodness. Put it this way. He put it out there with his emotion, being loyal to the program at a press conference. Earlier today, he talked about that emotional release and what led up to it. Was that a release for you? Just because, I mean, obviously you were emotional during the game, but yeah. did it all kind of all come out? Yeah, I think it was built up. Um, just thinking about our players and how hard they've worked through the, all this craziness and all the situations that's going on, how hard they have worked and, and the realization of you know that coming to fruition and watching it come to fruition against a great football team. I mean, that football team is really good. Uh, was huge. And then I just think about Coach, man. Love that man with all my heart. And um, he's just such a great person, great human, great coach. And I uh, just wanted to do it for him. I don't want to dump on his emotion because that's how he felt in that moment. That's the kind of love he has for Coach Harbaugh. Working for him and the players. Why is he crying? That, well, I'll, I have no idea. <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm not trying to get into his psyche. Listen, you not, know me. Yeah. If if I'm ever one on one with him, I'm gonna ask him, Coach. Why, why were you crying? What, what you know, I you know I don't shy about You're it. You're better than me. I'll say, Hey, dude, what was up with that? Like, really? <laughs> what was up with that? I, I get emotion. I get everything you had gone through. It's not as if the NCAA, the Big Ten, told them there was a possibility that you may not play this game on Saturday. Then at the last second, they gave you the okay to go play that game. They gave you the green light to play Penn State. Then I can I can sort of understand that emotion and the players and everything like that. But you're Michigan football. We're not talking about Indiana. We're not talking about Northwestern. We're not talking about Sewell Ross State in Division II. You're Michigan, and you were a favorite in that game. To beat Ohio State. What, what if he Harbaugh came up to him before the game? He's like, "Listen, you're gonna get my game check today. You're coaching. You're getting my game check. That would move me to tears." <laughs> <laughs> All about the money, huh, Devin Kane? <laughs> if it ain't about the money, don't be blowing me up. <laughs> hey, hold on, how many zeros was that again? <laughs> you mean I get to keep all this before taxes? <laughs> for real or for play play? That's a, that's a good point, Dev. I ain't think about that one. Hey, money can be a great motivator. Jim Maybe Harbaugh he, said you get my game check. Listen, I'm, I'm sure he's well compensated at, in his position, but that's not head coach of Michigan money. No, it's not. But, but check this out, though. You, you might have a point, though, Dev, because he's like, I love that man. 
I love I love you, Coach. He's a good man. My account number is one, two, three, five. Seven days. <laughs> He's a good man. I love him. Don't talk to me. Talk to them. If they sounded like this after beating Penn State, what are they going to look like and sound like if they beat Ohio State? Because it's not likely that the injunction is going to be in favor. Jim Harbaugh has the chance to speak on this on Friday. So if they were like this after, Ohio, after Penn State, then they're going to be out there rabbit behind mines. If they continue on the regular season you, to beat Ohio know, State. You know what I'm going to do? See, we have college game day this weekend from James Madison. So okay. what I'm going to do, as soon as I'm done with my portion of the show, okay. I'm going to get in my car. Uh-huh. I'm going to drive about two hours and 15 minutes to uh-huh. College Park, Maryland. And I'm going to go watch <laughs> the Maryland Turpins play the uh-huh. Michigan Wolverines. Will not be and easy game. No, it's not going to be an easy one at all. And I want to look at Coach and see him the entire game. I want to see the raw emotions. I want to see. This has all the makers of a UFC moment on the sidelines. <laughs> at Maryland between I'm going to go to the game for real. I'm up here I, texting one of the Maryland coaches right now. I don't blame you. Yeah, but yeah, by the way, tell Mike Loxley, who's done a really good job in Maryland, I said hi. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Big Frank in Kentucky wants to win in this whole kerfuffle involving America's team. When it comes to Michigan football, Big Frank, what you got, my man? Well, I think you guys got the, uh, didn't get the whole story from this. Uh, the players played out. They wanted to win this for Jim Hallbar. Okay. You know, it wasn't the coach. The coach was crying mm-hmm. because of the players. Uh, Jim Hallbar, just to let you guys know, mm-hmm. told them the second half, he wants them to run it down their throats. He wants them to feel the pain that caused him. Her. Frank, stay there for a second. So feel it, you, Frank. You, he wanted them to feel it, Frank. So, so you're telling me that the pain of Jim Harbaugh, who created a scandal allegedly and went through the pain that he put his players through, he wanted the players to feel the pain that he's going through by making multi-million dollars in a scandal that probably was his own creation. Is that what you're telling me? That wasn't his creation. How do you know? You guys know oh, the whole. No, we know. No, you don't know. I'll, hold on, hold on, Frank. Hang on. No, Frank, but I'll let you finish. But Frank, do you know the whole story? Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, no, 90- no. No. Answer the question. Do you know the whole story? Don't give me ninety percent or ninety-five percent. Either you know one hundred or you don't, because I don't know the whole story. Harry doesn't know the whole story, and unless you connect to Michigan football and you work in the program or your name is Harbaugh, you don't know the whole story. Well, I know the people that do work in the Michigan program. Name so one. That's why I'm name, name, name one then. Name names then. Name one. No, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> then, then you lose <laughs> me, Frank. Oh, come on, no, Frank. Then you lose me, Frank. Forget it. Don't get don't, scared now, yeah. Frankie, Frank. Frank. Don't, don't give me the whole thing that I know people working in the department. You can't name one that works as an administrator. No, 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 no. Don't be scared, not, Frank. We still not, love you. Don't yeah, be scared, yeah, though. I still love him, but I'm not going to love that nonsense. You're not, <laughs> you're not going to say, I know people in Michigan Department, name one. Well, I'm not going to name it. Next. We're not doing that nonsense. Uh-uh, no way. By the Michigan football isn't good hands, whether they're cheating or not. With Sharon Moore as an interim head coach, this good hand moment of the week brought to you by Allstate, not Frank in Kentucky. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate. You're in good hands. We said it last week about Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud. We did not expect that he would make us look that good after beating the Bengals yesterday. We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Thanks for being a part of it, allowing it to be a part of you. It is a reggae Monday, Freddie and Harry edition. Thank you very much. On the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Sometimes we get out of our own way when we don't realize it. Now, last week, Harry Douglas and I were talking about C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans quarterback. We said, hey, you might need to start thinking about this guy for an MVP conversation. Playing people like, oh, come on. You guys are nuts. You guys are crazy. But then, Harry, the next day on Get Up and on First Take and on other programs on ESPN, Start to hear that conversation about C.J. Stroud. I'm thinking, all right, we're going to find out what's what when they go up against the Cincinnati Bengals in that building against a team that was as hot as anybody in the NFL. C.J. Stroud went out there and said, I got you back, Freddie. I got you back, Harry. <laughs> I knew he was going to be terrific in terms of what we've seen so far. Did not expect anything like that when he outplayed Joe Burrow, who wasn't too shabby for Cincinnati yesterday other than a couple of interceptions. Fred, I'm going to put everything in context. You look at the Houston Texans right there, going up to play a team in the Cincinnati Bengals that's led by Joe Burrow, who they thought found their groove back, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are deeming them as, hey, you better watch out for this team, not just in the AFC, but the entire NFL. And for C.J. Stroud as a rookie quarterback to go up there and outplay Joe Burrow at, at, at his home absolutely says everything that I need to know ladies and gentlemen this man is beyond special and I think y'all better start taking notice if you haven't already you talk about a guy in which the game didn't start well for him mm-hmm. right because you talk about a fourth and one situation and he fumbles the football and he has a sack fumble as well but what his defense said is that don't worry CJ Stroud you're a strong enough leader and we love you this much that we're going to go out here and we're going to force Joe Burrow and company to two back-to-back three and outs that's what we're going to do for you and still he made every single throw on the football field and can make every single throw on the football field, whether it's outside of the numbers, down the field, post route, go routes, dig routes, yeah. out cuts, short, intermediate, deep. He can do it with his uh, play action, with his back to the to the defense and surveying the football field. He just does everything at a high level, man. And what I'm witnessing from him right now, number one, he should have been the number one overall pick. But you can't go back and you know, redo things. Can't it is what it is. Can't go back in the hot tub time machine. I got but it. But right now, for me, when you talk about MVP of the National Football League, mm-hmm. I don't care that he's a rookie. 
We need, we need to stop these stipulations. He's a rookie. He needs to just win rookie of the year offensive. No. Right now, for me, C.J. Stroud is the MVP of the National Football League. The beauty about what you just said is that in seven days, we can have a different conversation. Just like yep. seven days ago, we had a different conversation. And that's the beauty of the NFL when it comes to C.J. Stroud. CJ, how do you do that voodoo that you do? It's all about toughness in this league, how tough you are. Um, I took a lot of big hits this game and things like that, but my O-line, they, they fought the tail off. I think that's where we run the game was our O-line. Um, we handled a 91. I was on our keys of victory. He's a, a heck of a player. Um, LT was sitting on that guy and had a great game. Um, and then our receivers around great routes. The uh, rest of my O-line blocked, blocked their tail off. He won't say it out loud, but I'm going to say it for him, not trying to be a mouthpiece of CJ Stroud. He keeps looking at Carolina Panthers saying, you should have taken me. Mm. I'm, I was the best player in this draft. You should have taken me. Not trying to slight Bryce Young, tremendous quarterback, what he did at Alabama, won a Heisman Trophy. But in terms of being NFL ready from the jump, where I'm not going to be a project, I'm not going to need a lot around me, but you're going to keep putting pieces around me, but I'm going to make it work with who I have. I guarantee you, he keeps looking to the southeastern portion the Mid-Atlantic State, North North Carolina going, y'all should have chose me. If y'all had chosen me, maybe just maybe you could be like where we are with the Houston Texans and not still trying to make sure you don't drown this season with Bryce Young as your quarterback, the Carolina Panthers. And, Freddie, I'll tell you, it was the ease that I was witnessing when it came to this offense and how they moved the ball effectively over that Cincinnati Bengals defense, mm-hmm. right? We know what Lou Anarumo, what he's been able to do, to do over the years as a defensive coordinator. We know what Trey Henderson, uh, Henderson mean. We know what Sam Hubbard mean. We know right. what Logan Wilson means to that defense. Well, C.J. Stroud and company, that pass game, that run game, Bobby Sloak as the offensive coordinator, they made that defense look silly this weekend. And the only thing that stopped them was the turnovers that they had. They had over 544 yards of total offense, the Houston Texans, on the road in that building against a hot team. C.J. Stroud is not on the come up. That brother has arrived. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. on Freddie and Harry. And see, what ha- happened yesterday to the Jacksonville Jaguars, to the 49ers, was something that you should have expected. That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.